everybody. Good evening. It is uh, Monday night, but maybe not whenever, wherever you may be listening to the show or watching the show. Thank you so much for tuning into The Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics, or as I also like to say, the most diverse conservative podcast in politics. Uh, your host is always Johnny Torres. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're on the audio version of our podcast, we appreciate you for subscribing to our tech overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and Samsung podcast platforms. Uh, don't forget, you can catch all of our episodes there. And uh, we continue to make huge gains uh, in the audio version of our show. So thanks to everybody listening. Uh, and again, uh, it would mean a lot to us if you drop a review, drop a rating uh, as we continue to grow the audience. Now, it's officially a top 200 podcast globally and a top 150 uh, podcast uh, here nationally. So, uh, thank you uh, again to anybody who's been on the show uh, and uh, Nebel David Cabrera, Lindsay, who produces the show. Uh, it's uh, it's just been a wild ride, and uh, you know, uh, it, it, it gives us a lot of excitement and momentum, uh, you know, when we get good news like that. So, thank you for watching. Um, there is a lot to talk about but uh, as you might imagine most of it uh, is centered around one topic and one topic only so let's uh, go ahead and uh, knock out tonight's topics before we jump into uh tonight's guests uh sorry i just got something in my eye here here we go okay so russia invades ukraine in case you hadn't heard in case you've been under some uh metaphorical rock or literal rock maybe for some of you um we'll uh, do our best to kind of pick apart and update you on where things stand and our uh just brilliant perspectives on how all this is going to play out uh as uh, you know we continue to see this evolve in many different ways uh and then of course we'll uh, bring it back uh here to the good old u.s unfortunately no room for florida topics today uh, my apologies to the beautiful state of florida but we'll review the CDC's new guidelines as they prepare for the midterms. Apparently, the CDC is up for re-election. Uh, and we'll also talk about the SCOTUS nominee uh, that uh, President Biden now nominated um, like on a Friday at like six o'clock. I mean, you know, you'd think he was actually trying to hide the nomination. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was just announced so poorly. So... On that note, we'll jump right into today's show with uh, going over to our big table. We've got, uh, uh, well, the usual face and a face we haven't seen in a while. So uh, from left to right is the very left. No, I'm sorry. It's the very right. Anibal <laughs> David Cabrera. Uh, hello. Is this why? Oh, it's working. Oh, look at that. Right politically, but not not always Progress. objectively. Progress. It's it's a wonderful thing. I, I know. When have I actually had the, the mic on <laughs> right know. at the start of the show? It's been a few months. Exactly. <laughs> it means it's going to be a good show. Now, it's, now that we have uh, the white representative from Pasco County here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like that, huh? Well, despite all appearances, it's an all-Latino show today. Uh, we have the flavors of the rainbow here. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, he does not have COVID. That gentleman in the middle is <laughs> Chris Licata uh, joining us. What's up, buddy? I'm doing great. Doing great. Great to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be back. You know, I've I've uh, I've gone to the uh, the, field. the other side. <laughs> I've gone to the yeah, field yeah. for a while. You've literally been sent to the pastures. I've, I've been put out into pasture and for a while. Yes, so. no tan lines. Well, <laughs> you know, it's you're probably the only person in Pasco <laughs> County without tan lines. 
or a redneck <laughs> of some kind. Say, let's 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 back off. Let's back off of this conversation. I do appreciate the hat though. And then for those of you who, who can't quite get it in uh, the the screen there, it's a uh, DeSantis twenty twenty four hat. So loving that. Make make uh, America Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Overwhelmingly, the uh, the choice for the presidential election uh, without Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going off that straw poll, respectable twenty eight percent. I, uh, I was not surprised in the straw poll, but Trump had sixty something. Yeah, sixty eight percent. It's funny because you know I I I loved getting excited about CPAC. Uh, I've been uh, to CPAC a couple times, and. Man, as cool as it is to have it here in Florida, and I didn't get to go this year, but there's something about it not being right being in Florida. Like it, it's like it should be in D.C. It should, you know, it it should be in the heart of democracy. We're, and, we're too close. Wait, wait, D.C. is the heart of democracy? Well, uh, it's the heart of the republic. Tries to be, anyways. <laughs> Well, it, it, isn't it though? Like, I mean, again, so it, it, to date myself as to you know how long it's been since I've gone. Like, I remember watching Andrew Breitbart. Um, debate liberals oh, in the is. hotel lobby in in Washington D.C. Sometimes what was happening outside of CPAC was actually more entertaining than what was happening in CPAC. Well, that's st- I think that still, still happened this time around. More people were more excited about the parties that were happening outside of CPAC than actually attending CPAC. But I do remember, you know, Glenn Beck was a keynote uh, speaker, which he actually keynoted the Reagan dinner um, at CPAC this year, and Rush Limbaugh was uh, the the keynote uh, the year after that. I think, and uh, and so. But you're saying that they they should have CPEC back in DC. I don't. I don't agree. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't agree. Not right now. Not with all this COVID nonsense and them being the kind of jerks they're being about the whole thing. But I think there's there, there's an excitement about you know going and in, in, in enveloping yourself in conservatism in in our nation's capital. No, I like putting the show on the road. Actually, I think we should take the yard sign to Pasco County. <laughs> do we have the right documentation to get the Pasco County? Do they have, do they have internet oh, in, like in this Pasco County you speak oh, of? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Will I get pulled over four times while we enter the county? Oh, don't be like that. Don't be like You got to stay along 19. You got to just don't get off at 19. Don't be like Is it 19? <laughs> US 19. <laughs> I, I, I cannot say anything. I, I get very triggered with all the strawberry fields and, uh, that, and that's, pastures. That's not Pasco County. Oh, Speaking of. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of cows and pastures, uh, shout out to my friends in <laughs> Hernando County who are celebrating the grand opening of the extension of uh, 589 in the that's Citrus County. You know, that's what did I say? Oh, I said Hernando somewhere yeah. in the Great North. <laughs> <County>. <laughs> it's Citrus north County. of Hillsborough. It's just yeah. north. <laughs> North of Hillsborough is central it's Florida. It's just like a, a roll of the dice at <laughs> that point. Until you get to uh, gator country uh, of, uh, of the Florida Gators. There's a lot of counties north of here. Okay? Uh, I, I don't they know have any. Names. I don't know any. And then no, see, there, like, for people from Tampa, it's Hillsborough and then Tallahassee. It's like, it's, it's just, it, that, that's just kind of the order of things. And then if you went to it went to FSU, it's still Hillsborough and Tallahassee. <laughs> right. There is exactly. no, there's no uh, Gainesville. Yeah. There is no Gainesville. So Orlando, Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'll have to agree with that for my wife, who uh, is an FSU grad. So, ah, that's know. why she's running. Aww. And what is she running for? Hernando a blonde County from School? FSU? No. <laughs> no. Running for Hernando County School? Absolutely <laughs> preposterous. Oh, wait, my wife went to FSU. Oh, and she's also a blonde. <laughs> you, we, would, you would think it's like something oh in the water. Oh, my God. We are all dating or married to blondes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
What have we done? <laughs> Hi, Pony. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, on that note, uh, people love the entry. Well, <laughs> people we love our entry. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the first topic. But <laughs> on that note, yes, shout out to Jen Licata, who is running for school board in Pasco County. Her name. Um, Hernandez, God, can you, can you please? Would you stop moving? Pick a county and stick to it. Holy you just cow. can't get What's northern counties you? correct. There, there's a lot no. of them up there. I've been uh, I've been out of the go- uh, out of government service for too long. <laughs> out of the government service for too long. Well, I used to have to spend like once a month. I had to be in each of those counties, and yet you cannot figure out which one you're talking about. <laughs> well, but again, I, I meant Citrus County, home of the the Crystal River, and um, all the manatees and. Because there's not many teas in Hillsborough County. <laughs> yeah, but these are special ones because they go to the seven, Three Sister Springs. Okay, you know. at least he got the fact that Three Sisters is in Citrus County. It's all coming back to me now. Isn't there a... We like should Selenium. really institute a, a Florida geography class in the K-12 through education. I thought there was. A I Florida thought there was, but apparently class. there's There's 67 not. counties. Oh, man. first of all, Jonathan didn't go to school here in the United States. <laughs> he went to school where he was born. Look, the so, only... North Cuba, Miami. <laughs> That's right. The only ones you study are the ones that have interstate and then, <laughs> and and then and then and then a secondary. Were you just talking about an, an interstate extension? Secondary to that, then it's the ones that have road traps. Yes, I mean, now speed traps. now you're on the map because you have an interstate. Come on. We ha- <laughs> I don't know why things are so complicated these days. Well, the only reason that Hernando County exists is to get to Citrus County. I mean, that's that's the no, no, the only no, no, reason no. why Hernando <laughs> County Sumter exists County is to, to get, get to, to the Tallahassee, <laughs> <laughs> to get to the villages because the boomers have to get to the villages yeah. out of here. You know, right. they, they gotta they gotta find their way there. You know, yeah, it's and, like Mecca. They just but, eventually right. kind of have to make their way there. Yes. Oh man! Oh, wow. All right, well, we've now officially we're gonna, offended everybody. We're good. Let's let's we're actually good. try to start the show. I didn't even start my timer tonight, um, but. Oh, this is going to go three hours. (laughs) (laughs) With no producer at the last hour. We're going rogue. We're going live. We're doing it live. Well, uh, again, in case you haven't heard, Russia invading uh, the Ukraine. Uh, Putin uh, certainly not bluffing um, on that front. Uh, As we discussed last week, a lot of mixed messages, um, but also a lot of really interesting things happening. Um, There was supposed to be a meeting uh, with uh, the French President Macron and and the United States President Biden uh, with Putin. I don't think that ever happened. Um, the phone call happened with the with the French president and the Russian um, pre- president. Yeah, but the three of them were supposed to meet. Only two of them were on the call. Yeah, yeah. and look, you know what? What also is getting under my skin is that because at some point, I think Biden should go over there, whether it's to Europe or or you know what I mean. Like I think you know to show uh, as a symbolic sign of force, you would think that the American president should go over there. Well, yes, if we had a strong president. If we, you know, had, yeah, okay. yeah. if we had a strong president, you'd have, a, you know, a Ronald Reagan moment of, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate, tear down this wall. But, yeah. you know, stop this war, you know, it's just, but no, we're, we're going to sit here and talk about, you know, Greenpeace, you know, and... Environmental policy. Okay, but yeah. so let's talk about <laughs> comedians are having a field day. I saw a cartoonist talking about their the administration is very upset that Putin didn't invade Ukraine with electric cars. Right, like, right. Like, wrong <laughs> anger, different direction. Well, this is the crazy thing, right? Because um, depending on who you ask, we may or may not be flying uh, aircraft all along the the Polish border. 
Um, there would be nothing wrong if we were. No, of course not. But again, you know, but Putin could take it as a sign of aggression if we were. What? Us um, giving them arms is not a sign of aggression. <laughs> right. The, the French literally <laughs> mailed them bullets. Like, the Swiss have sent them AKs. Right. The Swiss. No, we're giving them, we're giving yet, them money but and but weapons. But Americans and... are figuring out transportation options to get rid of, to get the president of Ukraine out of Ukraine. And he's during like, the second no, day of the bombing. I don't need evacuation. Insane. I need bullets. How is, how is that the American, like, how is the, the well, it's about Well, it's about protecting the leader of the country. No, it was about getting him out so that they could That's take over. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. no. The, the Americans oh. wanted to pull, pull uh, Zelensky. Zelensky. Uh, Zelensky. Zelensky out um, in order to, you know, have him be a president in exile. And what happened last time a president left his country before an invasion force entered the capital city. Oh, wait, I forgot Afghanistan. And yeah. so these things is cyclical. You're, you're seeing what happens with a weak president. The, uh, the, the U.S. is leading from behind. It's very weird to, like, see France actually doing what they're doing, Germany taking, like, actual steps to move forward. Yeah. I think this might be a lot happening all at once, and so I don't know what will occur. I mean, last week... It was a 50-50 chance if if Putin takes over the Baltic and the the two uh, like breakaway provinces, or he takes all of Ukraine. Like we all knew something was going to happen, we just mm -hmm. didn't know what to the extent. And right. now that the Ukrainian the defense force has actually like given him a bloody nose, like taken out almost like some reports are crazy. Like almost five thousand Russians have been killed so far, thousands of uh, of ammunition and and depots and it's it's crazy what's happening. But they're well, holding the, the capital. And there's so many mixed messages as to and and again, like in any war situation, I mean again on some fronts it seems the like fog of war. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the you know the Ukraine army and, and and of course its citizens have been able to kind of hold the Russian army back. In others you're you're finding that the Russians are actually making progress, you know, but what seems to be really effective, uh, at least so far, has been the choking of, of, of economic resources uh, going to Russia. Um, and again, this isn't the Soviet Union that we're fighting. You know, this is this is a very different Russia that, again, is beholden to oligarchs. You know, they're beholden to a global economy. And 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 look, kudos to Germany for saying, hey, look. We obviously screwed up with this fuel deal, but we'll, we'll go ahead and, you know, supply more weapons, supply more resources uh, for this fight. I mean, again, you know, everybody's talking about how crazy it is, how unified the European Union is in all of this, um, which, again, was kind of the point of the European Union in the first place. Well, it helps that the Brits are out. Well, I mean, <laughs> none of um, that trans euro no. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but all joking aside, yeah, no, it's it, it is. Well, I'm really sure amazing. in some in no, but in, honestly, I mean, in some ways, I'm sure they're glad they're out. Right. You know, because they don't have to get involved. Right. The Brits can make their own policy, and and honestly, what's interesting that's going on is that the the Germans and the French are playing a game for who's the new you know, king of the European Union, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, who, who's the new emperor of the HRE. Um, and, and so they're both actually playing in the same direction right now because they realize, you know, this is the, this is the right fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't agree with that. Germany, uh, France, the president of France went to Russia and talked and had a whole thing with Vladimir Putin mm -hmm. a week before the invasion. And he came out of that saying they weren't going to invade and then they invade. So he has egg on his, on his face. And the Germans were, 
the Germans build Nord Stream too. Yes, after <laughs> so, after the Biden administration right. gave them the permission to do it. Also, and at the same time, they were they were brought kicking and screaming onto the f- battlefield because they were not going to give arms. And now, because of so much pressure, they had to do that. Well, again, these are these authoritarians, totalitarians, dictators, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they're never going to show their cards. Yeah. You know, and then what's been interesting to me is, is that, you know, one of uh, Putin's famous quotes was that World War Three was going to be fought with ones and zeros. And really, the only headway I've seen in terms of cyber attacks have actually been on the offensive against Russia, you know, where Anonymous has apparently had some success there. You're seeing other there's I, I can't remember. There was a there was a country or two that launched cyber attacks uh, towards Russia and they're seeing some success there. Um, but, you know, Russia was supposed to have this kind of cyber army, you know, ready to go. And so in some respects, I wonder if, you know, this is somewhat of a paper tiger um, that, you know, that again, it, it, it's, it's kind of Putin really trying to see how, how long and how far he can get away with this before Russia's really revealed to be weaker than it is. Well, yeah. And I, I think that's 110% right. I think Russia has been weak for, for a decade or more. I mean, really, it was extremely weak in the nineties. And I think Putin was able to kind of build it back up. And then <clears throat> I think he thinks he's stronger than he is after the Georgian conflict in the uh, late two thousands. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a paper tiger for sure. But I think he sees himself as a Peter, the great, as a Catherine, the great um, you have to, in, in Russian history, in order to secure your borders, you have to extend them. Yes. And Catherine the great. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's the quote that you're, that he's kind of basing all of this policy on. Um, now what is interesting is over the weekend, how the, um, a lot of the sanctions that have worked, a lot of the reason, you know, uh, the ruble was down 30% over the weekend and they had to close trading this morning, um, was because the sanctions that went into place over the weekend, those sanctions were a reaction to his uh, nuclear alert status. And, and I find that really interesting from the perspective that, you know, the West didn't seem to really want to impose harsh sanctions until, oh, wait a second, you're, you're, you're actually playing. Like, yeah. it, woke, it woke the West up over the weekend. I think a lot of people are very uh, – a lot of people don't understand how real – and Hector is making the comment already, talking about uh, we cannot underestimate Putin's stance on his nuclear arsenal. Um, he's as serious as a heart attack when it comes to his objective. Now that we've seen the Ukrainians – be able to put up a fight. Uh, there has not been heavy shelling of Kiev. There has been heavy shelling of the secondary countries, uh, cities, I'm sorry, that are starting. And the, the casualty numbers are going to go up higher and higher. And when does, how does the, how does Vladimir Putin get out of this not looking like the bad guy? It's impossible now. Well, I don't think he cares necessarily of looking like the bad guy or not. No, no, no. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, if the Kiev, if Kiev can hold its ground without having it completely decimated like they did in, in Chechnya, like that's the end game. Like you really want to see another European capital city 
pulverated. And then if that happens, where does the West go from here? Because we've now shown all of our cards when it comes to sanctions. There's nothing really else we can do besides put someone's boots on the ground. No, we can, we, we still have the ability to choke off uh, Russian oil supply. We haven't gone after their energy sector. Yeah, but who, who yeah, does we've that gone affect? after their currency. That affects Germany. That affects Europe. That affects a lot of the Middle East. affects Asia. I mean, the U.S. has 8% of its own – has was it we import 8% of Russian oil to the United States. One, I was flabbergasted, the fact that we are even importing Russian oil. And two, that's how upset I, I'm getting with this administration. The ridiculous policies that they have allowed themselves have put them in this position. Why is Germany shutting down nuclear power plants? And they thought they could get away with getting cheap oil because they thought diplomacy through economic means was going to get them what they wanted. It didn't work with the Chinese. Well, and it's all smoking mirrors for them to be able to achieve these climate change standards that they accept for themselves. And so if they're not actually producing the oil, you know, then that gets them brownie points, you know, with the ECG scores. And, uh, you know, and, and so and, and that's why they stopped the Keystone Pipeline. Um, and so but we still need a certain amount of oil to keep the country running. Yeah. And so the fact is, is that now it's actually less environmentally friendly. Because we're having to ship it in from other countries rather than us drilling it for it uh, for ourselves and bringing it in through Alaska, through Canada, and, you know, and into the continental it's United States. It's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. We're in this position because of the weakness of 46, because of the, the decisions that he made to not make us oil independent, and because of the, the weakness of him allowing the Germans to continue with the Nordstrom too. <laughs> well, when are, I, like when people say, oh, you can't blame Biden for this. Yes, I can't. I can literally it, point it, to the decisions. Every, Everything that has happened under this administration has been completely self-inflicted, and and it's it's so it's funny, but it's sad because it's like we've had presidents who have had crisis thrust upon them in the past, and you know th- this president was wheeled into it. <laughs> well, no, he was. It, well, I mean, he, he he has created every single crisis: Afghanistan, the inflation. Now, the Russia thing is is a result of Afghanistan. You know. Um, is a result of him green lighting Nord Stream two, you know. So let's kind of get self inflicted. Let's get a little partisan about this here, okay? Because this is again, it's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. You saw Russia invade Crimea during the Obama administration in 2014, um, and then all of a sudden during the Trump administration, I was in the Mediterranean. I'm very familiar. <laughs> okay, good. So then you can you can kind of tell us a little bit about it, but then. Uh, during the Trump administration, you know, again, despite what you may or may not believe in far of what his relationship was with Putin, um, Putin didn't make a move, you know, during the Trump administration. Now, fast forward to the Biden administration, and here we find ourselves him with Russia invading Ukraine. Now, again, what do you guys think is the difference there? Why, why, why wait to see if Trump was going to, you know, did, did Trump have anything to do with this decision or is it coincidental that he picked two Democrat um, presidents to, to make these moves? I, I would say that it's not coincidental that he, he's, he is perceiving the weakness of the United States while at the same time, I, I think there is a 75% chance that Putin would have made some kind of territorial expansion, even if Trump had been reelected. The reason for that is demography, right? The reason for that is that by 2025, he runs out of soldiers. He runs right. out of 30 year olds. Yeah. Like the, the Russian demography is so upside down um, and they're aging so quickly that, I mean, that's part of the reason that he wants to expand his borders, to extend mm-hmm. his borders and create client states around him is because 
for the next 20 years, he doesn't have the population to support a large enough military to keep Russia unified and, yeah. and, and stable. Ukraine, so, yeah, because you, I mean, Ukraine gives him the food. Ukraine gets him the the, mm-hmm. the infrastructure. Ukraine gets him the the people to actually be able to run an the economic an economic stimulus. Yeah, and so I think what I, I don't even think he was going to do a client state. I think he was just going to absorb it as a part of Russia. Honestly, I think well, yeah, but I'm saying if Trump if Trump had won the 2020 election, I don't. The I, reason I, why I, I don't think. That would have occurred, not winning the 2020 election, but because we'll have that conversation in the future. (laughs) Um, But the idea of when you don't know what a leader is going to do, you don't make a move like this. With Trump, you had no idea what he was going to do from day to day. And that inconsistency does not work when you're trying to invade a country. And so, but but Putin's on a clock. Yes, but Putin's on a clock. So he has to do something before 2025. But knowing. Not knowing what the president's going to do is the problem. Right. We were talking about this earlier. If if we fast forward, if we rewind about a week and we had Trump in the White House, you know Trump would be in, in Europe somewhere. He oh, would yeah. just flown to Europe somewhere. Just he'd, right. be, he'd be sitting in Ukraine. Yeah. and be like, yeah, do it. Shell the place because you're going to shell me. Yeah, and and, and that that's going to be that's not going to work. That would be something completely. Yeah. Uh, that you would never think about it. Because I remember a conversation that they had and Trump made the cards like, yeah, we're Putin and I are really good friends. But if he invades, then we're going to have to shell something. And you're like, what? And, it's, and everyone gets so upset. But that inconsistency of leadership shows that it's you, the wild card. It's the wild card. Yeah. And that's what Trump was. You don't know what they're going to do. And this is yeah. why you're seeing with this current president of, uh, of Ukraine. Who on earth thought a comedian five years ago was going to be able to who was Play, playing a president on a sitcom was Comedian going to become and president. Paddington Bear, by the way, and Paddington Bear <laughs> was going to become the president, and at the end of the day, not leave under cloak and dagger when it came to the invasion, yeah. but stayed and fought and has continued to fight. Well, I think you know one person kind of pointed it out. You know, when you're talking about the difference in the leadership that we're seeing from him versus you know even here in our own country, and they said the biggest difference, he's 44. Yes. You know, and it's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different, there's, you still got to fight in you. You know, there's, there, you know, there's a passion. There's a, there's, there's a, well, again, a that sense goes, of. That goes of, right back to the demography concept right. is that Ukraine, Ukraine actually has a decent demography. Yes. So they, they have the agricultural lands to make food. They have the demography to kind of create. So if, if Putin at any point thought he could incorporate Ukraine, it, it solves a lot of his problems. It mm-hmm. solves it. A, a issue of, okay, I get more distance from Moscow. Uh, you know, I don't get a, an enemy, you know, 600 miles from Moscow, mm-hmm. I think is the border. So yeah. it's, it's not that far. So pushing out the Russian border is a good idea, but also absorbing the Ukrainian people, um, is a is a demography issue and also the natural resources of well, Ukraine. So. Well, for Zelensky, though, you also got to imagine like he knew that this could potentially be an issue when he got into office. You, you've got to know day yeah, one. And he, you know, he you've got to know day one that this is this might happen. Well, and I, so, you know, I'm sure he had countless nights, countless conversations. You know, both with his family, both with his legislature, both you know with you know people in, in leadership. You know about okay, how do how does this play out if it happens? You know, you you I would imagine. You have to go through these I hypothetical think he have, scenarios. I think he had less than you would think because he had the entire European and American establishment, you know, political state departments of all of these other countries telling him, oh, Putin will never do it. He'll never do it. You, you, you're, it's, 
put it out of your mind. You don't need to worry about yeah. that. Also, and he wasn't he wasn't warmongering. He wasn't saying, yes, they're coming. Yes, they're coming. Help us. He was like trying to keep the peace. He was getting upset with U.S. media because they were overblowing things. They were making they were right. ramping it up. Yeah. Because and and you hear these As conversations. They, do. they sensationalize. Yes. And it. you hear it now in these conversations with these generals. They're like they are very surprised that Russia decided to invade now because the winter hasn't come in play yet. So like, why are you invading now when the roads are a mess? When you could have done that four months from now, and the tanks can just roll right through and not have a problem getting stuck. Like there's just so many problems. The the supply chains are going too far. The supply lines are going too far. It, it's becoming a problem. Russia doesn't have air superiority. Who would have thought Russia wouldn't be able to get air superiority? This is just, these are things that you would have assumed would have happened with the Russian uh, military. And mm -hmm. it's now saying that you're right. It's like a paper tiger. And I will quote this from McCain, which has become one of my favorite quotes, is that at the end of the day, Russia is just a really fancy gas station. It's a gas station with a country attached. the country attached. It's a gas and station with a country attached. And that's McCain. And that was yeah. a, now they're really talking about it. So I think we're going to – hopefully they can keep the capital um, functioning and not being under under occupation. But, but that's the thing, you know, and I think this is part of the reason why Democrats loved trying to pin Trump as an authoritarian uh, was because, again, he had a very similar persona in that sense that he was unpredictable. I mean, you look at Bolsonaro. You look at uh, the guy in the Philippines. Uh, you look at uh, Putin. You look at even Xi Jinping. Right. They're unpredictable guys like you don't you know, you, you, you realize that you don't want to push them too hard or too far because you're not sure what kind of a response you're going to get. Um, you know, but again, what is the end goal here? Because for Russia? Yeah, I mean, well, it's, we could tell you that. <laughs> no, but I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, he wants Russia for the natural resource. I mean, the Ukraine for all the natural resources oh, yeah. and all the things he we were just talking about. about. No, he wants to defend Russia. We've talked about this already. Well, the he wants to reestablish the, the Russian the, empire. But the only right. way to do that is to be able to fortify the western side, the eastern bloc, which was there. Russia is so easily invaded that it's it's ridiculous how easy it is. The French did it. Jesus. The Germans did it. And if the French can invade you, that anyone can invade you. And Russia itself has like nine entry points. And by taking over Ukraine, you block two of them. You've and, been invaded. You've been invaded by the French. Oh God, no. <laughs> I have really bad knees. I can't do that. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. You this went there. You went there. Do we get an explicit rating on that, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I want to see what's next. Because, again, if Ukraine survives, they're in NATO. They're in EU immediately. Finland's in there. Sweet, I think Switzerland. Well, they're trying to pass this vote, right? They're, they're, well, they're trying, trying to, to join the EU. Um, after the first I, negotiations I don't think, went nowhere. I, I don't know yeah. if if them joining nato is I don't really think ever a good idea no i mean i felt well, that no, way about Turkey it doesn't matter now it doesn't yeah. matter russia has invaded what is what else is there like if they can push the russians out which i think will happen hector is right uh the russians are are dependent uh, conscriptions to fight this war it is one thing if you want to fight it's a whole other thing if you're being forced to fight i think that's Absolutely. happening now Absolutely. a lot of the russians that are being captured and that are being killed are not trained again it's a puppet situation when they say oh we have a million people in the army i don't believe that at, at what I don't point though at what point though does that make his losses at home so great that it it might just be worth you know leveling kiev if they le if but that's the conversation if the russians a level like with a bomb, Kiev. Kiev. It's. It, I don't know what the world does. We are now back in 1943. 
that's where we're heading. Because now you're like, what are we going to do with this situation? You're cutting off Russia from any kind of financial, from diplomatic, from consumption. All well, we of also that. have to we have to recognize that the the Russian oligarchs and the Russian president and the, the even I would say a majority of the Russian people. We cannot assume that they want what we think they want. They they don't necessarily want peace and prosperity. You know, this is the the great lie that Americans yeah, tell but, themselves. But, is we but want, like with anybody, everyone wants peace and prosperity. You mess every, with their bank account, and they're going to get pissed real quick. Which we did. And, and these oligarchs are starting to lose it. I mean, they're starting to speak out now because they have social media. You right. know, they're allowed to speak out against what's happening. And and again, we're seeing protests in Moscow, which is amazing. Uh, 4,000 people were arrested over the weekend because yeah. they're protesting in, your, in you know, Russia. They were probably conscripted after. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, I'm, I'm sure that, you know. Someone has to work the oil mines. <laughs> I'm, yeah, look, I, I'm sure You're that going getting to arrested. Gulag, my friend. <laughs> I'm sure getting arrested in Russia today is not any better than it was 30, 40 years ago. True. <laughs> Um, you, you know, and right, just as bad. <laughs> but the protesters have been fighting back against the Russian police. Um, and again, the oligarchs are, are being vocal about, you know, well, their resources being cut off. And again, I, I go back to demography for a second. I, I'm going to beat this horse all night it, is that Russia is an interesting Not a demography. <laughs> um, Russia has a very interesting demography in the sense that it has a the, the, the ratio of their boomers to their what would be their millennials is, is drastically different because they don't have a millennial bulge like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when you look at that, um, it it creates – the young people are the ones protesting. Yes. The, the young people ones are the ones upset. The, the older Russians kind of share Putin's nostalgia. Mm-hmm. They, they share Putin's – you know yeah, they're mad that people are messing with their bank accounts. Absolutely. But – they they want they hate uh, you know there was a story I read over the weekend that, that there's a grandpa in in Russia who goes into his grandkids' rooms and he sees nothing that's Russian everything's Western and he can't stand that and if you know two out of every three people is a boomer in Russia um, that's and they all share that nostalgia. So the few grandkids they're having are being raised with Western values. They want that to end and if it costs them some money to do it. I think politically they're kind of aligned with Putin to achieve that goal. I, th- I think you're. I think you have, do have a point, but you have that same position almost in two or three other hotspots around the world. You have right, China's the, China's, China's the same way. The, the, the old the, the aging current, aging demography. Yeah, the current demography when it comes to a lot of these bigger powers, these next ten years, these next twenty years, that's it. They cannot raise an army if they if they don't act now. The, it, it's funny. It takes it takes millennials. It are, takes twenty years to raise a kid. Who would have thought? Like it takes twenty years to put a thirty <laughs> years after the one child up. policy, and you're running out of thirty year olds. Well, and they're like, having the 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 mother of all housing collapses right. uh, to be seen. But I will say, I, I I come back to the same point. If you put Putin on onto his back, <laughs> and he is now unable to to position himself where he can get out of the situation with his head held high i wouldn't be surprised if he just says f it and just drops a bomb i i wouldn't be surprised and yes he'll alienate and the what, world but what's what, the response what, of the west what is the response and and where i think that goes is that you're <laughs> going to see a rearmament of of you know estonia like 
countries around the world are going the fact that Germany is now spending 3% of GDP on defense for the which, first time which we've been trying to get them this is the thing People, we've been saying this for Trump a while Trump has been saying you got <laughs> to spend the money cuz the Russians are eventually going to do this and then the Russians do it and people are upset that Trump didn't do anything about it <laughs> right but but now all of a sudden the Germans are willing to actually spend some money the French are actually spending some money on defense you know Estonia Pol I mean Poland is is the German the Germany Poles are big filing team. their teeth all right. the, the, the Germans had to do it. They were pulled into here. Yeah, and and that's a good thing. Uh, you know, my position is that you know a an armed society is a polite society to, to have a Second Amendment conversation. <laughs> well, look, um, this whole situation you can play that with nations as well. This whole situation <laughs> has been phenomenal for the Republican platform. Oh, absolutely. Because this is going to make the case for the next ten years on Second Amendment and energy independence. Energy independence for sure. There's no way we're coming back from this. If Biden tomorrow, the State of the Union is tomorrow, does not say something about energy independence, does not say something oh, about... He's, not, he's, and not, he he's going to talk about green. Oh he's going to talk about being green, People, and he's yeah. going to declare himself the victor his of COVID. His approval rating right now on ABC was 36%. That is insane. And now we're on the verge of war. And it's 36%? Are you kidding me? He can do nothing right because it's all just reaction. Well, it's self-inflicted. It is all self-inflicted. Well, and again, what's comical is, you know, for example, you got just about everybody talking about, you know, what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, right? And then you go and NPR is talking about climate change. <laughs> It's like nobody's paying, nobody cares right now. That that is the last thing that anybody in Europe, especially the Ukraine, you know, could could care about. I would I would venture to bet that sixty percent of the global audience out there probably care could, couldn't care less right now about about climate change. Hey, but but yeah, John you, Kerry is telling everyone that this is distracting from his climate summit. That's right. That he right. flew in in a private jet that's right. to get to. I'll say this when it comes to climate change. If you don't have an issue with drop, bombs being dropped in Chernobyl and that not causing a ripple effect with all of that kind of waste in that area, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. There's no argument here. You want the oil. You don't want the oil. You don't so, want nuclear power, but you don't want nuclear power. They don't do want to produce. They don't want to be bad for they, – they don't want to be the people producing the oil, but they're okay with buying it because we haven't gone green enough well, yet. Don't 30, you understand? We haven't gone green enough. The 22 of Americans that are like that are going to get really pissy <laughs> when the other other 75 percent of the country votes someone else in, and it's drill, baby, drill for the rest of that. All right. So I believe uh, Baghdad, if I remember correctly, fell in about three weeks. Correct. No. Um, we got air superiority. We, we had air superiority, and we we had we had Roughly. functional control of the city with special forces within twelve hours. Okay, but I mean, from beginning to end, it was about three weeks. Oh, the war, like yeah, in, yeah, the, in the first Gulf War. Yeah, no, no Gulf War One, because Gulf War One was like yeah, three weeks. But that was. But yes. we, we, we spent we spent most of those two weeks just doing air air superiority. Gulf War Two, um, or or Iraq Round Two, um. I mean, the statue fell three weeks later. Okay, yeah. so so timeline on this, you know, does does Russia sputter out? Tail runs with you know its tail between its legs back home, you know, or 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 is there or is there this going to be a long haul? It, it, I mean, my goodness, that's a hard because question. Because I didn't, I didn't expect Russia to be this weak this fast. Well, that's true. I don't think. Russia expected Russia to be this week this fast. Sure. Um, so so now they're in a bind because either they start having some big wins very soon, um, 
which ceasefire talks apparently failed. Um, well, no, no, I'm saying reports that are just coming in. They, they when I say big wins, I mean they, they need to take the capital. Yeah, they need to take the. Capital. They, they need to take the capital by force. They need yeah. to decapitate the government. They've yet to take yeah. a major city. They've right, yet to take a major um, city. No, I, I think they took Odessa. No, they, they did not Odessa. take Odessa. Um, are we so, talking about Pasco again? No, no not that Odessa. <laughs> Good lord! All right, no, the Greeks took that Odessa. Um, Ooh, too soon, too soon, too soon. We're not getting congressional district right now. Um, By the way, we love our congressman Bill Rackus. Love you, love you, Gus. I can't wait to get to your launch party. Yeah, um, where's it going to be again? But uh, Springs, <laughs> completely outside the district. Y'all are bad. Y'all are bad. Um, y'all. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the Russians either need to take Odessa, they need to very much secure some farmland, some strategic areas, and... You were right the first time. And uh, they need to... Um, they, they probably need to take the capital, and and then they All can right, prediction, probably... Prediction, Come They on. can probably then, at that point, leave with... Three honor. weeks or longer? Oh, much longer. Much, much you think longer. we'll be in this more longer than three weeks? An evil. I say we. I'm going to go under and say we have maybe another week of this, and if we don't see a bomb of some kind, then I don't know where this ends. Because yeah. if because I mean, once, again, once the yeah. lines are encroached, then I, I don't know where to go from here. I give it a month. I give it a month. I give it two weeks. From I give when, it a, from the day it started. I give it. I give it a month. I'll say mid March is when we'll have a, a, a ceasefire. Uh, it's about a month. I don't know. I, I think I think this drags into April and May um, because no, there's no way. No there, way. There's, there's no, no way. way unless unless they're willing to drop like a Moab. Russians okay, are or, or protesting okay, in but the on streets. That, on that note, okay. When he uh, put says, out the threat, Hector says he gives it two weeks. I agree. I truly think it's going to be when Putin another put out, week or two. When Putin put out. You know, the nuclear alerts. Mm-hmm. When did he, okay. he put out? <laughs> oh, God. I'm not even going to swing at that one. When Putin uh, mentioned the nuclear alerts, right? Mm-hmm. That's That bluff, mobilized the he, West. Right. But do you think, is it a bluff or do you think he'd actually do it? I don't think he'd actually do it. I wouldn't be surprised. I would uh, not I, be surprised if we see a mushroom so, cloud so, over the capital city. I right. Be surprised. A, I agree with Enable. And, and the crazy thing with that is that. See, I don't think he'd do it. Well, he do doesn't it. have to. I think he's all talking. He doesn't, he doesn't have to because the, the Belarusian president over the weekend got yes. the Belarusian Congress yep. to <laughs> accept the notion that of, guy, of arming Belarus <laughs> with a nuclear weapon. So now that he well, has and apparently, even though he's the president of Belarus, he wants to be appointed as the commander in chief of the Russian army or something like right, that. Right, right. Oh. And, and I mean, he's a Russian puppet. <laughs> that's, absolutely. That's, that's what happens when you have good knees. Oh, what my. What was amazing in that interview? Look up this interview with the Belarusian uh, Russian president. <laughs> Belarusian <laughs> president. Belarusian. <laughs> Belarusian. <laughs> I don't even know. How to... Belarusian. I mean, that, that's Belarusian. pretty much what go. he is. But the interviewer is literally laughing at him. Yeah. Because he's talking about how he wants to be in control of the Russian army. He goes, but you're the president of Belarus. How would that even work? Right. And, and he goes, Putin will figure it out. Putin <laughs> yeah. will make it work. No, and, and, and this is the thing is that I think they're playing some of these start treaties. And when you read through some of the, the bilateral uh, treaties that we have with Russia, you know, it's interesting because there is kind of a loophole here mm-hmm. that Putin can give Belarus a bomb, a bomb. And, yeah. and Belarus could use the bomb on Ukraine. And technically, that doesn't violate anything. I, again, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a mushroom cloud somewhere in Ukraine in the next 
probably two weeks. And that's sad to say, but I think... To I me, think, that's the only way this ends I, in two weeks. I agree. I think Putin if will If he's going to stay conventional, this drags on Putin for two months. Putin will get too frustrated. Now that... Because this is the thing. If... if we can, I, think, I think he's got more lack, patience than that. No, I don't think he has any patience whatsoever. He's getting pressure from the oligarchs. He's getting pressure from his people, and his commanders don't want to be don't want to be killed either. This has now become a a key man policy situation. Like who's going to get killed first? Because you know someone's going to be in a body bag in the end of the week if they still haven't taken the capital. Right. And now you have all well, these and, arms, and, and, and we also the, have reports of Putin's own health. Correct. And. You know, do I believe Marco that? Marco Rubio. That was such a sketchy interview. Do, do I believe you, that or if not? If you could I'm see what sure. I see, you would know. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, that makes it even worse, That's though. what's cool about being on the intelligence <laughs> committee. <laughs> but, the head of the uh, intelligence committee. That's right. He knows what's really going on. And yeah. that's the thing. I, and I, all the funds, all the weapons, all even more troops are yeah. coming Who's through Poland. Who's second in line of, for, if, if Putin kills over tonight? Medvedev? Who's the president Medvedev? Is yeah. he still around? Medvedev. Boris? <laughs> Boris. <laughs> They're all Boris. 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 <laughs> Are you still around, Boris? <laughs> Ivan. Is there, we're is we're there just going to stay Russian is there a moose? Now? Is there a moose somewhere <laughs> that gets command? It's Russia. I, I have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised either if there's a, Rush, if there's a moose somewhere so like, on a pasture. Zelensky wins and takes over Russia. There we go. <laughs> Zelensky. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Uh, and just to cap Well, like it. you said, it's a key person issue. So, you know, what? at what point do some of the keys of power sit there and go, okay, well, this needs to end even if it's in disgrace. If it's true they have over 5,000 dead Russians, that's a nightmare situation. If it's true that they still cannot have air superiority by the end of this week, that's a nightmare situation. Well, apparently the Turkey, the Turkey, Turkey, the <laughs> Turkish drone strikes have been Those are incredibly legit. effective. Yeah, because what happens when you have a caravan three miles long just sitting outside the I key, wonder key. where Turkey would have gotten drones from. Hmm. <laughs> and they're having their own little currency issue at the moment. I guess someone's paying their bills yeah you're welcome by the way turkish industry love to see the branding on those drones you know what lockheed martin has done a great job in the stock market lately <laughs> by the way shout out to local business enersis enersis by the way if uh, uh for for those of you here in the tampa bay area um actually provide the battery power for our missile systems see, this is the problem with this show we know too much <laughs> that's right and not enough at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We so, are we are just enough plugged in to know what we're talking about, yeah. and at the same time, we cannot be on cable. I'm not giving. Inv- not, I'm we not, cannot be on cable because of the loose lips things you say. I'm not giving investment advice here, what? but you might want to look into a little company called Enersys, based out of Pinellas Park, Florida. I mean, I pass by Lockheed Martin at HQ in Hillsborough County all the time. Bowie's <laughs> doing a great job. <laughs> Russia's not it, so much. Don't let the like school Stratcom or, or no, no Centcom is also here. I right? will say this. I wonder also. if there's a connection there. As someone no that lives no in Hillsborough County and knows exactly how far away they are from McDillard Air Force Base, <laughs> we would survive a blast. <laughs> yeah. I live in Hernando. Who is that? No one cares. Huh? No one cares what that is. It's outside the blast zone. It's, it's outside of everything. <laughs> you travel in to get into society. Do you guys even have a performing arts center? What's the performing exactly. arts center? Exactly. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching the Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Joining me tonight, Anibal David Cabrera, Chris Licata. Uh, and yeah, believe it or not, that is a Hispanic last name. Um, we are, of course, talking Russia, Ukraine. By birth, not marriage. Um, we, we may or may not be having some issues uh, with our clubhouse feed tonight. Um, I, I appreciate Hector jumping on there. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Well, we'll see. We'll try to get Hector on if he gets back on there in a little bit. But uh, we normally like to broadcast on clubhouse. 
clubhouse as well. But don't forget, if you have missed any part of tonight's show and you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, you can also uh, listen to the audio version of our show on any of the social media platforms forms whenever wherever you may be uh listening to your favorite podcasts uh so uh make sure you sign up at the tech overlord apple Spotify, amazon iHeartRadio, odyssey uh samsung podcast platforms uh and now we're actually also posting our videos on rumble uh so getting Woo-hoo. real gotta get those conservative credentials with the rumble crowd uh, all right so look for us uh, on rumble as well and uh, please subscribe uh if you're on any of those platforms uh we're gonna go ahead and transition to um some national issues here um because you know i don't know about you guys but i have been waiting for months now almost years to stop wearing my mask that obviously you can see is is on my face right now obviously um the cdc i thought you had to put it on your hand is that where it goes? I mean, that's Damn what the governor it. of California said. See, that's right. You hold your breath, <laughs> as right? As long as you hold your breath. I yeah, thought as long that as you hold policy. your breath, right? As long as you hold your hold breath, hold the mask in your hand. You could take a picture, and right. then yeah. and then you go. I then mean, you put it back on. People were passing out at the at the Super Bowl, it's right? From... And then you and then you, <laughs> right? And then one side gets dirty, then you Correct. just turn it inside out, and then it's it's very difficult. Oh, it's okay, that way. I as think a, so. as oh. someone on the West Coast, it's it's very difficult. I they have see through masks. It's very clear. I couldn't tell. How do you? How do you? continue to really hold a straight face hold any credibility uh, working at the cdc and putting out these guidelines that are obviously dictated by the democrats at this point and by the president uh, i mean they're loosening the restrictions new york city's dropping their mask mandate um they're now now even congress itself nancy pelosi saying that they're not going to have to wear masks for the state of the union okay mind you Mr. Comorbidities Septuagenarian president who's going to be addressing the nation uh, and happens to be a high-risk COVID uh, um, recipient. Category. You know, or, uh, or yeah, potential victim uh, is going to be front and center. Uh, anyways, uh, so the CDC has uh, decided to relax their guidelines. Um, but, again, if you lived in Florida for the past two years, I mean <laughs> – it, it, we might what as well guidelines? be <laughs> exactly. We might as well be talking about a completely different country. It I mean, is a different country. I, first of all, kudos. Right Do they I keep know. America? No, no, Johnny. Kudos for you for getting through that whole line oh of communication and not break. I was impressed. And like, I'm gonna have to like thesaurus some of these words. And two, this is a second country. This this world this this nation has been divided for two it's years. It's not even another country. It's almost like an alternate universe. I don't. I, you literally had people yelling at us for not wearing masks, coming to us for vacations, right. not wearing a mask. Correct. In what universe, besides the metaverse, would this actually be something that would make sense? What I love is that the one, the very ones that were criticizing us for not wearing masks and following the rules and all this stuff ended up catching COVID like shortly thereafter. Well, it was interesting because during Delta, it was if you catch COVID – um, it's because, you know, you, you didn't mm-hmm. listen to the science. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a very, very bad, you know, you're, you're, you're heterodox. You're, you, you know, you, you are not blessed by the, the spirit of the government and it became a religion. And then during Omicron, when everyone got it, they're like, Oh, it's, it's a virus. Everyone's going to get it. And, and right. it's just like, 
you know, and they're like, oh, there's there's no stopping it. It's like, but this that's cult, what we said. This though. cult <laughs> of scientists slash doctors that were that were pushing this propaganda, okay, that has now been disproven. Uh, again, how do they, with a straight face, you know, how are they taken seriously anymore at this point? They're not taken seriously. They're only taken seriously in the halls of, of D.C. No, but I, I think what but, Johnny's asking is is in the future, like how, how does the CDC rebrand itself I mean, so you, that when you, the real threat comes, this is the we thing. actually believe them. We will now have an entire generation who is going to be remain skeptical of the CDC and, um, and uh, whatever Fauci's title is, you know, the whole medical the NIH, community. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I say, I say, I mean, the because, CDC serves an important function. Um, but it shouldn't. It should not be exercising it. And I think we've we've correctly in the judicial. Well, the process- problem is that they let themselves. They let themselves be infiltrated essentially by the political ideology. No, you give people that have been in the in a broom closet of an office in Washington D.C. a little bit of power, and they go straight to the head. It's the the same thing that. Um, the madam really Dow and Abby said that the said the same thing, and also Fauci shouldn't have a job after his but a doombuckle of the AIDS epidemic during the seventies and eighties. But yet he's still there because no, you the can't bureaucracy. fire government workers. Exactly, the bureaucracy <laughs> is so there. So what do you need to do? You need to have. And again, he should have been gone the minute we found out. A, they lied. were testing puppies. Uh, they were testing on puppies. How, B, how do you survive that? B, how do you survive that? The fact that he was funneling elected. money to the Wuhan lab, where we yep. now are almost certain that the that that this all leaked from. Um, and again, somehow he's managed to maintain his job. And also, we're not going to get censored for what you just said. Because it's not six months ago. Right. Because if it was six months ago, <laughs> yeah. this would not, we would have gotten condemned oh, sure. by the online gods. But now, because it's it's Tech allowed overlords. to be talked about, I don't know the terminology, <laughs> but now it's like, who knows oh, what's going to happen tomorrow? And it's so frustrating because that's, they are pushing Trump to run. They are pushing for a 45 mm. to run again because he's the only one. They're going to be like, we gave you guys four years. You muffed it up in the first year. And now we're just having to wait until Biden croaks over and we get Kamala. It's like they're literally trying everything they can do to get Trump reelected. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I don't think they're doing that. If we do. <laughs> well, and then how do you I mean, they they push this out there for so long and they got the people to believe this so much. Again, let's remember, they were the ones that perpetrated, you know, doubt in the vaccine in the first place. Correct. Right. They were the ones out there spreading the doubt oh, about I, the vaccine. I'm in the not going to get a Trump vaccine. Blah. Kamala. Biden. Right. Are you crazy? And then they had to obviously walk that back. Right. They never apologized. They never they never explained, you know, why other than their hate for Trump. And then now for the CDC to relax its guidelines right before the midterm election. So what happens? Oh, this isn't about midterms. This is about the State of the Union. Well, <laughs> this was yes. cover for well, Nancy. This is, this that, is that's cover. how much. This that's how cover. much. This is cover for Nancy Pelosi to to uh, release the max the, the mask mandate on Congress without it looking like she's disregarding the CDC. And then you have this well, without Congress looking like a bunch of lunatics. They already look like a bunch of lunatics. Right. Her and her Kunta Kente outfit well, during Black Lives Matter last year. Well, and who's going to look sane when the Republicans the are not wearing the masks and the, and the the, and the Democrats are. They're going to look like normal people. Like that's that's yeah. you're going to see the crazies 
and the not crazies in the same room. It's like watching someone wearing two masks in their own vehicle. Like yeah. this is literally, and then you're biting without a mask. I, <gasps> is the, he gonna go? Is he gonna speak without a mask, or he's gonna speak with a mask? So you're yeah. gonna speak with a mask with people that have masks on? Are you crazy? You're gonna kill everyone in the room. Speaking of which, the only thing stupider than driving with a mask on is walking with a mask on by yourself in the Florida, and that's in what the Florida in, heat. in the Florida oh. heat. And 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 this is what Biden was doing the other day on the White House lawn. You know, he's out there walking by himself with a mask on. Yeah, Why? He's doing, because he's don't doing you understand the, 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 the No, it, it has to do with the cameras. When a camera is <laughs> on you, you can transmit COVID. But when there's uh, no cameras on okay. you, That's right. you're, you're, I don't you're know immune. I don't know these things. You know, right now, we long. should be masked because there's cameras on us. That's right. Well, All COVID right. only travels at about five feet and, uh, and up, Yeah, which is why at restaurants you can't catch it right. because you're right. sitting down. With the plastic shield yeah. right in front of well, you at the, the bank. The, yeah. pla yeah. the plastic shield stops everything. Especially at the Waffle House. Don't, don't knock a, on the Waffle House. There's a lot of things that don't, don't get stopped at the Waffle House. <laughs> don't knock on the Waffle House. The Waffle House is a good place. You're going to catch a lot of other stuff at the Waffle First House of all, before you catch COVID. I need I'll you tell to you be that. nicer because the Waffle House is a five-star star, star <laughs> rating in Hernando County. <laughs> we only have one Waffle House in Hernando County, all right? Uh, so we got two have, Crackle Barrels. So you have, ooh. Yeah. Fancy. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd take those off. I know. I like that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I love those biscuits. Um, so, uh, again, a yes. Is this about the State of the Union? Yes. But it's also about the midterms. And they want to give the appearance. They want to have their little uh, their, their little rah-rah moment, their little celebration that they've overcome COVID so that they can hopefully not get destroyed in November. The beauty of all this is that you still have crazies in political office that want the mask to stay on. DC oh, yeah. is trying to get the mask to come back on and for them to well, mandate it. It's not even the mayor. I know. It's, it's the city council. Control, it's yeah. the city council. And those little people that also were given a little bit of strength that are now going out, going ape shit when it comes to this you had the issue with the in san francisco the school board had a recall recall election and three of them got all kicked out and they yeah. were all super left democrats that got kicked out and the mayor of san francisco well how many school board members did we lose remember oh in the first gosh. year of covid and, and we talked about that we yeah. we told them the moment that they voted for the mass and for the push back of the school system we're like they're out they're out there's no way right. they can win and they did they all lost and again you're having this on and on and again. Again, I will say this. I was watching the press conference from the CDC saying, like, oh, we're going to relax the guidance. And people were asking, well, why haven't you done that before? I was like, well, it's just a guidance. And you're like, yeah, but people are you taking that as serious. It's yeah. like it's science. Well, that was the problem is, is that they put out this these these guides or the guidance, you know, uh, by, you know, what they suggested people should do. And oh, then no, automatically I mean, these, these municipalities and local governments, state governments all took it as policy. Well, it, because it, we have to remember back originally it was policy. Originally the CDC was putting it out. No, under the its, CDC does not make policy. Right. The court had to tell them that. Right. But at first they thought, Oh, we'll just put it out as policy. And everyone took it as policy. And then it, it was it was like oh no no they can't make policy oh it, well these are guidelines it, I mean it's like Par Pirates of the Caribbean well and at this like, point two years like later guidelines <laughs> two years later we've come to realize that again the masks didn't do not do anything right the lockdowns didn't do anything other than hurt the most vulnerable on both ends of our society which were the seniors and the kids those were the ones that suffered the most in all of this 
the amount of learning issues that, that kids are having, the social issues that they're having, that's going to mark an entire generation, which you, Johnny, have already said, that we're building this generation that will never trust the science again. I mean, I, I find it interesting. That Florida's going to take over the world. Yeah, well, that was, that's where I was going with that, was that, you know. Because all the other kids are going to have learning disabilities. Right. I mean, the counties that didn't. <laughs> have you been to the <laughs> <laughs> oh. Stop. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Um, Not soon enough. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, you know, kids in California are going to have, you know, a, a harder time right. than and not be as, you know, caught up. It's going to be interesting what, what, what we see in the interstate 10, 15 and 20 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, on that note, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next topic again. Thank you everybody for watching. We appreciate you doing so. We do this every Monday night, seven o'clock, seven ish, uh, here on uh, the social webs. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe, uh, review, uh, share this episode. We encourage you to do so as we continue to grow the show. Thank you to everybody listening on the audio version of our podcast. It's growing exponentially, uh, every single week. Allegedly. And, um, our goal is now to reach the top 100 podcasts in the country and i certainly think that with your support we can do that don't forget if you haven't done so already you can subscribe to the audio version of our podcast over at the tech overlords at google apple spotify audible amazon iHeartRadio, odyssey um samsung podcast and uh you know if you still want the video version you can now check us out on rumble as well uh and we typically like to uh simulcast on clubhouse which uh, i think may or may not be having some issues tonight but we'll get that figured out uh our last topic of the day is the scotus nominee uh you know president biden said that he was going to nominate an african-american woman to the supreme court and he has done so um and uh it's one of those things where it, it it's like you have to wonder is it is it complete incompetency or or is it just because for the sake of identity politics that they just run with it because what's coming out already about the nominee is is equal to kind of like the things that we were hearing about Kamala Harris you know, someone who, you know, not so much on the personal side, but on the professional side, someone that was willing to go along to get along and do whatever it took to, uh, to advance her career, you know? And so for instance, there was a, there was a piece that came out about a gentleman that was, I kid you not, um, arrested with eight ounces of weed. He was charged with, um, he was charged with selling eight ounces of weed. Now, don't get me wrong. It was one of these three strike situations, right? Which sometimes comes with um, minimum sentencing. Okay. But she sentenced this guy for eight ounces of weed to 12 years in prison. Now you're going to tell me in the era of black lives matter in the area of criminal justice reform, that this is a woman that deserves a seat on the Supreme court or that Democrats are going to be happy with somebody like that on the Supreme court. I mean, they obviously swallowed the pill for Kamala. Well, I, I when it comes to um, Justice, uh, or she'll become Justice Johnson, right? I think so, yeah. Um, and, and when it comes to her, it, what's interesting about her and my theory behind all this is that she clerked for Breyer. Right. And so to me, this this doesn't sound like the president really had any say. I think he's take, I think this was decided a year ago. I think this, I think this was decided more than a year ago. 
And uh, when he said, hey, I'm going to nominate a, a black female, he was talking about her in you know, way in advance because he had already worked out a deal with Breyer that Breyer would retire at some point during his term and that Breyer would pick his successor in the same way that Justice Kennedy picked his successor. Uh, Justice Kennedy make, made the same deal. And, um, you know, uh, because they like picking their own clerks. They, they feel like it's uh, so I, I don't know if well, this it's has a, it's a so club, much right? to do. I mean, it's a club. And so, okay, so the, the nominee, her name is Karanji Brown Jackson. Jackson, not yep. Johnson. Yep, Karanji Brown Jackson. And you're right, she did She did uh, work for Justice Breyer. Um, and, you know, and, and, and I think it was uh, President Obama who advanced her to the District Court of Appeals. Um, and, and again. No, no, no. Justice Obama, uh, uh, President Obama put her on the bench. She was not elevated to the Federal Circuit of Appeals until February of last year. Okay, which but, she got right. a very she got Republicans and Democrats. Well, right. but they and, and, they reported on this. They were saying that the Biden administration was moving people around, right. basically to prepare for this. Right. Yeah, um, might but, as well. But get, the other thing is that she's been confirmed by the Senate twice. Yeah, it might yeah. as well get these people vetted now, knowing that you're going to have a fight to begin with. Well, this is one of I the things. Say, Lindsey Graham supposedly was, was one of the votes um, in her favor, which he he I think he did that correctly. So I will say this, uh, just some correction. It was not the current. Um, it was not Jackson that put the individual into into prison for twelve years. That was Michelle uh, Michelle Childs. That, that was the other that. one under consideration. That was uh, she was in third place at the moment. At that time, she is the one that actually uh, sentenced the man to twelve years of selling eight ounces of weed. Not um, the current um, pick nominee for the bench. Uh, Miss B. Jackson um, has had a pretty interesting. Um, time on the bench, not that much time, which is actually perfect because you don't know what's going on. I will say this. I don't think the Republicans should should have any any form of resistance in this pick. I think they Absolutely. need to I think they need Absolutely. to move on. They need to they need to not they need to put her up, vote, put her on the bench. You know why? Because this does nothing for the bench. This doesn't change the numbers. This doesn't change it, it is our a positions. direct one for one swap. It's, yeah. it's only a lose lose situation. No. If they fight her, it yes. becomes an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And that's what, yeah, That's why it's not a lose lose situation. You could be, like, yeah, put her in. Let's do this. Right. Because let's let's now, move forward. Now the, the the Sabatini wing of the party will will set their hair on fire. Oh but, my god, they'll call everyone on this show a rhino. Yeah, um, they already do. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> also, but, Hillsborough County has been blue its entire life. <laughs> um, that's not true. I know it's not true, <laughs> but you're, Jim Warshock like, did an entire interview for three minutes and spoke like an spoke like someone that is not very well educated on the history of Hillsborough County politics. Right. So back to the Supreme Court justice. <laughs> um, but no, it, it does nothing for the the conservative movement. It does nothing for the Republican Party to to, to you fight know, to to. Now, what I will say is that, I mean, the grandstanding on the Judiciary Committee <laughs> is going to be, I mean, just primetime television. Be perfect. Because, you know, they're just like 
just like with Gorsuch or Kavanaugh, like, you know, all the Democrats on the Judiciary Committee are like, oh, there's cameras on us. Yay. Yeah, they're, um, they're all looking for, for video reels. Yeah, video reels. Um, now, what's interesting is this go around is none of them are looking for video reels for their own 2024, you know, run. They're all looking for video reels to to promote themselves for cabinet positions, yeah. in, you know, in the next administration. Um, Which we all know is coming quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, – but so, I mean, it, it'll make for some good TV, but at the end of the day, I think they'll sit there and they'll go, okay, you know, yeah, push her through and, uh, and put her on the bench. And you know what I kind of look forward to in a, in a weird way is that, um, her and, um, uh, ACB are the, uh, same age. 51. So, yeah. They're both 51. So they're, yeah. they're going to it's a good age. Well, what I'm saying is I think there's the possibility of seeing another friendship on the court. Yes. That is similar to, um, uh, RGB and Scalia. Oh, they were adorable together. And, you know, having a friendship on the court between the left and the right. It's true. Um, <laughs> I know, but it, the way you talk about it, it makes it seem like they like came out of some sitcom or something. Well, or, no, the, 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 icon, they disagree the on feminine, everything politically, but they can, they yeah, can they actually were friends, be friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The and, feminist no, like, icon nice RBJ and the, and the RBG, sorry. Right. And the most conservative of conservatives right. were friends and they actually were able to they have conversations. With their spouses yeah. together. And that well, shows. And that, at one time, our that's Congress. That's the example that we need to have. And at one Democrats and Republicans can be friends. Yeah. Well, and at one time, our Congress was like that. Right. But and it, then they it, got rid of earmarks. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that, are you saying we should bring back earmarks? No, <laughs> I'm just saying that. Honestly. Was, honestly. No, no, yes. no, no, no. Trump yes. made that gaffe. And, and we're not. I would no, love to get that back. <laughs> honestly, I need a race stadium. I need, I need a race stadium. Oh, my goodness. No. I'm 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 all for the plans that you have in that head of yours. I would love to see it come to fruition. Is he cutting you a check? Because I ain't getting a check. (laughs) I ain't getting no check. Uh, We are actually going to be getting a check soon, though. Come back, watch for promotions and <laughs> advertising because oh, we actually bother. are. We actually might get a check. We are going to have, show. I think, for March. Yes, starting in for March. For March, we actually will get a check because we're, we're going to have our tomorrow. first, our first the, endorsement deal. I am the one oh. cutting it. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, um, well, I mean, yes. I mean, in the greater <laughs> scheme of politics, yes. Obviously, I hope that, you know, they, they get along and, you know, and, uh, and, this is going to be my issue. Yes, there's going to be a lot of grandstanding. Um, and I wish that Republicans would have the 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 clarity, you know, to realize that this isn't worth a fight. You're asking oh, part of me, part of me, much. right, exactly. Part of me thinks that, uh, again, the, the most fervent um, radioactive part of the party is going to go nuts over this nomination and anybody who votes for her is is going to they're going to yeah, turn right rabbit now. on them it's going to be insane and that's the sad part as someone that all of us are the under the age of 42 yes, <laughs> 40, yes. all of us in the room being under the age of 42 um <laughs> it, it 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 makes us very upset when you see these individuals that are grandstanding in local politics and are bashing what's happening on the national level again this is something that we don't need to worry about we don't need to talk about just pass it push it through move on because you know why there's so many more things to talk about with the biden administration than anything else before i yeah. wouldn't be surprised if michelle childs was the one that they were going to nominate and then that whole that thing blows up with her putting black people in prison not like the vice president and so with that situation (laughs) in hand there's so much that's why i picked her i know (laughs) i mean he put he put black people on buses so i don't know what we're going to do as a republican party when you have these these 
these positions with inside the tent that are so oppositely opposed that everything that the administration does is wrong and everything that Trump does is right. That That's not reality. And so I don't know where we go with this because a large portion of the population and the party does not want to have to deal with that. And, conversation. The, 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 and the problem is, is that we'll never overcome that. We'll never beat that until people stop getting elected for running that way. Correct. Because you're going to have somebody like Sabatini who's running and 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 he's a flamethrower and 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 his scorched earth approach is getting him a lot of endorsements and getting him a lot of money and he could possibly end up in Congress. He very likely could end up in Congress. And so it only encourages that type of behavior. As I said, the as I've said for 5 years now, almost 6 years. The only reason we got Trump was because of these very conservative, these the the very same conservative um, uh, consultants, political consultants that keep pushing their candidates farther and farther to the right. Okay, that then wanted to become never Trumpers when Trump got elected. They were the ones that created this mess. They were the ones that laid the foundation for a president like Trump to come along because they had pushed the party so far to the right that it was easy to just go ahead and throw all the red meat all day long, all the red meat all day long. It didn't. It doesn't take a genius to figure out how to how to win the nomination for the republican party and the, it again and the groundwork is being rate is being done now that we have trump for another four years and i'm i'm looking forward to it at least it's someone i can deal with i cannot deal with this administration i don't know who's in power i don't know who's in leadership from um charlemagne the god to someone from to uh, to to Rogan, no one knows who is in charge because who's running the country? Who's yeah. running the country? I don't believe the president is running the country because these policies make absolutely no sense. Honestly, I don't think any one person is. I don't think so either. It's I mean, it's if you look at how disjointed everything I, is, I mean, but it's interesting because I think if you you look through the the Democratic administrations going back to the the Carter administration, it there has been an attempt to. Anytime the Democrats are in charge, that Democratic president does run by committee, does govern by committee. They want to bring in their – and it's not even their actual cabinet. It's like their circle of people, their, their kitchen cabinet. Non-elected you know, officials. Right. Not not Senate-confirmed. Their kitchen cabinet, their people, they bring these people in, and they, they kind of have – you know they, they throw it around a little bit. Mm. But there's a consensus that's built, not – a, okay, we throw it around a little bit, and then the president decides. You know, I, I'm afraid that's what's going on in the war room. Yeah, it's not like you the know? West Wing, where, like, at the end of the day, the president is the one that makes a decision. Yeah. He's the one that takes the uh, takes a hit or takes the praise. Here, I agree. I think it's by committee. I think a lot of people are in the room making these decisions, and, and the, the president, president is just, just sitting like there eating pudding. pudding. Oh, I love it. Eating pudding and not knowing what's going on because it's past his bedtime. He hasn't had 17 hours of sleep. Like These are the problems. These are the things that we're having. And now, because of a weak president, you're having the rest of the world take advantage of the situation, and it's going to get it's going to deteriorate more and more and more. And you would have assumed that Biden, who has been in office and has never had a real job in his life— would have some understanding of how government works, but right now you don't you don't see it, and he's going to be on the state of you any drinking party tomorrow during the state of union. Everyone's getting drunk because you know he's going to have um, so many gaffes uh, and so many inability to speak. And this man has been speaking forever, not maybe plagiarizing, but he's still been speaking. And it's just what is he going to do? What's tomorrow going to look like? I don't know. I don't know. And that's what's freaking me out. I do not know. And, and what and, happens and, when there is a, a mushroom cloud? Over Kiev. And what I find the most ridiculous is that you have people out there 
who are trying to make the case that Biden is somehow the strong man or the, or the leader or the, you know, the, the, the bright light in this whole situation with, well, with rushing Ukraine. I mean, I'm not surprised by that at all because the man has made a career out of plagiarizing. So why not let the Europeans, you know, figure out what they want to do and then sit back and say, well, I'm the leader of the free world. So I did that, but I was asleep in the corner. Right. Over and there. what has he but, really done? But I did that because I'm the president. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's leading from behind and then taking credit for for whatever the accomplishment is, which he's always done. Yeah, which, I mean, he's I always mean, gone. He's he's always gone with the with the change of uh, of the wind, right? And so he'll take credit for it. So there's this weird, you know, I did that, um, but it was it was in you know, and again, this comes back around mm. to leadership by committee on the domestic front. It's yeah. let's throw it around on the international front. He sits in a room with a bunch of uh, European leaders and they throw it around, and he lets a consensus build. You know, oh, we're going to build instead of at the end of the day, once everyone's done talking, um, we're going to uh, the, the president of the United States mm -hmm. is going to make a decision for for the West because he is the leader of the free world. Yeah. And and that's the Republican model of how the executive branch works, how the United States role in the world. You know, the, the Democratic model is we're we're on a stage of equals. And like I'm sorry, but. You know, well, that's what's gotten us into this mess in the first place. I ain't equal is, to is, nobody is, is as trying, America. I ain't equal to nobody in the world. What you? Okay, I'll say this right now. We need to get rid of the U.S. Muhammad Ali over there. We need to get rid of the United Nations when when a country that is in, that is the head of the U, uh, the U.N. the chairman, the current chairman of the U.N. is Security able to Council, the Security yeah. Council is, is able the to Russian is the Russians that are invading. They're able to veto a, a bill to sanction themselves. It's it doesn't make any sense. You know what you should do? You should redo the bylaws and say that if you are the aggressor of an invading company, no. you are not allowed to vote Wrong. in the UN. No, 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 just no. dismantle the whole no. freaking thing. You're not going to dismantle it. There's just way too much money. You know, I wouldn't too even much dismantle money. it by, or, by resolution. Or move it to Switzerland. No. Or, no, no. or There's I, I already would, one in Switzerland. I, I would not... I would not dismantle it by resolution or or it's passable. You know. No, 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 no. Just kick no. them out of New York. No, right. simply no. All that has to happen is the next Republican president withdraw from Funded. the United yeah, Nations. That's it. Then it means nothing. And yeah. and I mean, we fund sixty percent of the United Nations. They do two things really well. <laughs> they feed UNICEF. people. They feed people, and they spread medicine around. That's all they do. You know what? You no longer have. And even that, I'm sure that there's probably a lot of oh. nefarious things happening underneath all that. What? Han, uh, Haiti? What? Yeah. What? Right. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching the Yard Sign, uh, the most important, relevant podcast in politics, the most Hispanic podcast in conservative politics. Allegedly. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you being here. Anibal David Cabrera, Chris Licata, Johnny Torres. One last thing. Anibal, go. I truly. <laughs> We're going to lose our producer. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the economic uh, collapse of the <laughs> give me a camera, give me a camera. <laughs> Ooh, that was ugly. I know the the economic collapse of the Russian ruble continues as it's dropped thirty percent today, and all Russian based um, stocks that were on the on the Nasdaq stopped trading because of um, inconsistency of its trading platforms. I see a continual degradation of their currencies, and and actually there was reports of a Russian oligarch's uh, yacht. Um, being put with explosives. So things are starting to tense up there, Johnny. <laughs>
What I'm actually surprised in is that Russia isn't taking these anonymous attacks as American attacks, because why wouldn't you connect the dots there and be like, well, most of these anonymous, I don't know. To me, I always see anonymous as like a United States based no, organization, it, it, yeah, even though they're global. A I mean, yeah. there's a lot of Germans. There's a lot of Germans. A lot of Germans in South America. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, my one last thing is actually oh. uh, kudos to the IOC and uh, FIFA. Um, we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the internet, of like course, that. of course, uh, you know, just about a week too late. But uh, International Olympic Committee urging other sporting events, other major sporting events, global sporting events, um, to basically kick Russia out or prevent them from playing in any other uh, global sporting events. And uh, FIFA uh, quickly, I think, jumped uh, jumped into that bandwagon and uh, has prohibited them from, uh, I guess, any further qualifications uh, for the World Cup. Uh, we'll see... Um, you know, if that's affect going to affect golf, uh, tennis, uh, whatever, you know, any of these other kind of uh, global tournaments out there. But I thought that was a really kind of unique way. I mean, obviously, it's kind of the BS way for the IOC to come out and do it after they just had their Winter Olympics. <laughs> Awfully convenient. Uh, once again, favoring the Russians after. But I think they're going to I think they said they were they might. I don't think they said they were going to strip the medals. They are going to punish the Russians somehow. Uh, I think the IOC did say, but I felt at least I'm just giving them kudos for the fact that they came out and, and they're telling these other organizations to, um, you know, not to reward the, the Russians by allowing them to play. Um, so, you know, I think that's uh, you know, that's, that's a start. Chris Licata, one last thing. Um, my, for my one last thing, I'll say that uh, I've seen a lot of people, like everyone, um, posting the Ukrainian flag on their Facebook page. Oh, I was going to say, there's people everywhere. Yeah, you know, everyone <laughs> is, is oh, I stand in solidarity with Ukraine. And and I really just want to encourage people, you know, find a, a international, <laughs> no, find an international nonprofit that is actually helping uh, the, you know, the, the, the women and kids who Bitcoin. are- <laughs> who are leaving Ukraine and, and walking into Poland by the, the hundreds of thousands. Um, they, they need help. And, yeah. uh, you know, so, no, and so look, actually I, give charity, not just, you know, oh, I, I did my morality for the day because I put a Ukrainian flag on my Facebook page. Well, I see, you know, and I said Bitcoin, obviously, you know, it, it's somewhat tongue in cheek. But in reality, I mean, there are people donating cryptocurrency to the Ukraine yeah. because, again, it's one of the one of the ways that I think they can be helped the most. Yeah, I mean, you can help on the war effort or you, you right. can help also on the, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of, uh, of mission trips and and stuff that are helping the refugees who are walking into Poland. By the, by well, the all those surrounding nations are, are yeah. you know, they're going to have a real hard time with, with the absorbing of, the, the Ukrainian people. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully, again, this won't last too long. So um, the, with that being said, the Ukrainian people are in our prayers and, uh, and 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 kudos to all the Russians out there who are protesting the actions of, uh, of Putin and uh, his cronies. Uh, but again, we'll be back here to, to talk all about it next Monday night, seven o'clock on Facebook, YouTube uh, and uh, wherever else you may be catching the show don't forget to subscribe to the audio portion of the show over at the tech overlords on behalf of Nebel david career because i'm johnny torres this has been the yard side good night everybody good night bam, bam, bam.